Hi, this is Millie, and welcome to the Escaping Narcissistic Parents podcast, where you will find the validation and love you've been looking for. Welcome to my new listeners, and as always, thank you to my loyal listeners. I wouldn't be where I am today without you. Please follow me on Instagram at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers, all one word. And also, please consider donating to my podcast so I can continue to give you great content and you can even have one-on-one sessions with me. Go to www.patreon.com slash NarcissisticParents and I will put these links in the show notes. Okay, so what am I going to talk about today? Actually, it's my second... um, recording because the first one had a weird noise. So, um, it's my phone. I think I've had my phone for almost three years, three years. All right. So what am I going to talk about today? I'm going to talk about the pain and the grief of losing other people because of the narcissist of losing other people that you love Because they have sided with the narcissist. Okay. So, on top of figuring out that your parent is this person who has been hurting you your entire life. And that they've been doing it on purpose. And that they have been manipulating everyone around them. And that they have this fake facade that they show people and then they treated you completely the opposite way. All of this is happening. It's confusing. There's so much going on. You don't really understand narcissism. You just know something's wrong and you you have to stop contact because every time you're near the narcissist, you leave and you're upset and angry and you're, it's just massive amounts of confusion and anger and sadness. When things calm down a little bit, if you go no contact, what happens is you're going to lose other people. Whether you chose to lose them or they chose to leave. And if you chose to lose them, that is because you realized... This is not my person. This is not my tribe. This is not someone who's supportive of me. Right? And in many ways, you may have already known this. You may have already been aware that they weren't your tribe before. So it was kind of easy maybe to let go of them. But... What about those family members that you didn't know how they really felt or they did, they were supportive of you until this happened and they, they left. They're not speaking to you anymore. And now you're grieving the loss of this family member. Okay. Now this has happened to all of us. Where we've chosen some people to get rid of for our own 
protection, right? It's our right to be happy and not be abused. And to not give the abuser information. So you, 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 you go no contact with several people. But then there's someone that just out of the blue, they stop talking to you. And it hurts. It hurts because you thought they were on your side. You thought they were your tribe. And they weren't. That's the hard part of this is realizing this person that I loved, this person that was still a part of my life, they left because they really, they really weren't your tribe. I, I have one of those and I'm dealing with it still in a way emotionally. Because it's crazy. It's a brother and sister that I grew up with. I mean, I know that I have three brothers, but I didn't know they existed till a few years ago. So they don't count. Um, these are two cousins of mine. They're second cousins of mine. Their father's my first cousin. But because of all the lies and all the crap, my mother had me a little bit later. So I'm I'm the... <laughs> I'm the youngest of the first cousins. So my first cousins are a whole bunch of years young, older than me. And my second cousins are closer to my age. So these are our brother and sister. And I grew up with them. Literally lived in the same building in New York City. Which is unusual. For a few years. Um, and I've always felt very close to them. And they moved down to Florida. And, and it took years. I mean, we moved down here maybe 12, 13 years after they did, but we moved. And when all this happened with the, with my mother and I went no contact, one of the two is in my life still. And I love him and he knows that. And the reason is he himself grew up with a lot of problems because of his father. So he knows. He may not know it the way I know it, but he knows. So we still keep in touch, and I'm grateful to him for calling to let me know that his his fiancée was pregnant because I, I never thought I would hear that directly from anyone, like news like that. But his sister, his sister I've spoken to several times, um, she, she is a flying monkey. Um, I don't know to what extent she was talking to my mom, but she was definitely talking to someone who was probably telling my mom. And not only that, but when I opened up to her and, and tried to explain to her, Hey, this is how it really was when I was growing up. She said I was a princess. And that, that was hurtful. And I knew at that point there was no more explaining to do. Now guys, that's one thing I'm, I'm going to advise you. Don't, don't explain yourself and you know, don't, don't do it. People will either know that you are telling the truth or they, they will think you're lying, but explaining yourself 
makes you sound like you're lying, like you're the crazy one. So don't bother. Don't waste your breath. People are going to think what they think. And you can't change their minds. It's the same thing I would tell anyone who tries to discuss political issues. Don't bother. <laughs> it's the same thing. Now, was the, was that word or her calling me a princess hurtful? It was the most hurtful thing I've ever heard in my life. And she was calling me a princess because of what it meant. What it meant was she fell hook, line, and sinker for my mother's dysfunction. She believed my mother's facade. And the thing is, I would have loved to have known exactly what made me a princess. Because sometimes it's not concrete things that make people think that you, that, that you were treated differently than you were. I bet you if I had asked her, okay, why am I a princess? She wouldn't have really had concrete things to say. She may have, she may have said, well, your mom was, you know, put you in Catholic school and what else, right? Anything else that came out of her mouth would have been things that she imagined in her head because my mother put out to the world that she was such a great mother when she was controlling and abusive behind closed doors. So I'm still struggling with this cousin. And I know to you, second cousin, as far as DNA goes, we don't share that much, right? We're second cousins. As far as I always said, if my siblings were them too, like not really, like I didn't say they were my brother and sister, but to them, I always told them, you are my brother and sister because I didn't have siblings growing up. So that was very hurtful. It still is very hurtful. And I've had to go through the stages of grief in order to move on. And it makes it even more complicated when I have contact with her brother. <laughs> because her brother gets it. Her brother has never been judgmental. And actually, he experienced a little bit of my mother's dysfunction. Her racism. Um, that's a whole other podcast, but narcissists are very racist. Um, and my cousin, the, the boy cousin, the male cousin, he, he, he saw it in my mother. And so it's easier for him to believe what I'm saying. Funny enough, it was about the racism part was about his sister. But anyway, she didn't hear it. He did. So what happens when an unexpected person, someone that you thought was definitely your tribe is gone, decides I'm not getting involved. It's hard and it hurts. It hurts a lot. Right? So you have to go through the grieving process, guys. We don't want to grieve. We don't want to feel pain, emotional pain. We don't want to, but we have to. Otherwise, we will never get over it. 
we will never move on from this particular situation. The only way to get through something is to go through it. And in this case, it's just grieving. It's the normal grieving. It's the anger and the confusion and the um, the depression, right? And the thinking, well, maybe if I did this, they, they would believe me and be on my side. And then at the end, it's the acceptance that it just is what it is. And you will start to see that person for who they truly are. Right? Why is this cousin of mine the way she is? She is 150% self-absorbed. I'm not calling her a narcissist. But she's a very, very superficial and self-absorbed. Right? And I hope she never hears it because this is not meant as an insult. It's, it's just, it is who she is. She She moved to a city where looks were very important. So to her, that became the, the big thing. Always having the latest hairstyles and perfectly made up and fake nails and, you know, surgery. And God knows if Botox or whatever. And that's her choice. That's, I'm not, but she's, she's about her, her looks and her outsides. A lot. And that's who she is. And therefore, my problem is not important enough to her to be on my side. So, and I commend her brother, my other cousin, for being completely different. He's never picked women like that. Actually, the woman who just gave birth to their beautiful baby seems like such a normal low maintenance girl. I, it's just, I, I love it. I love to see that he is picking women based on way more than, you know, is her hair perfect or her, you know, her outside. Anyway, I've gone off track, way off track. So you have to grieve this person who left, who left you, who you thought was on your side. And then accept and see them for who they truly are. And you will see that. You will see all those things that happened in the past. And you're going to be like, it makes perfect sense that they would be one of the ones that would, would go away. Now, I, you know, for once, I'm going to say this. Don't give up hope. Okay? Because these flying monkeys, these people who leave... Or even someone that you discarded and said, they're not my tribe. In fact, you may be wrong about that. Okay? Because at the first moments, in the first months of going no contact, everyone seems like they're toxic. So you may have discarded some people or a person who totally wasn't. And you may be able to reconnect with them. And you'll figure that out in time. It's not going to be immediately. But you may be able to see 
wow, they really didn't do anything to deserve me turning my back on them. Or the person who turned their back on you may very well see the truth. Because even though the narcissist did everything in their power to make you look bad to everyone else, so that if something ever happened, if you figured them out, people would be on their side, and it works. It is very difficult for a narcissist to keep up their facade if they lose their main source of supply. And that's when the peop- those same people start to go, wait a minute, Th- there's something not right here. She's behaving or he's behaving very differently than I thought. Maybe I've been wrong. Now, if a long time passes, that person may be afraid to reach out to you. But I hope that it's not like that. I hope that they realize it and they do contact you and they're clear on talking to you about you, not about the whole situation with the narcissist. So that you know that it's about you, right? And not about what's going on or why you're not talking to your mom or dad or whatever. It's about you and how are you doing? How is your life? Did you get the vaccine? You know, things like that. How is work? It's about you. I can't tell you for a fact that my mom's, um, the people that believed my mom now don't know the truth. But, I've been no contact for three and a half years and the people that I believe don't have, uh, don't really talk to my mom very much anymore are not people that I had direct contact with. So I would never really know this, but I have a feeling that there's a whole bunch of friends of my mother's that really don't talk to her very often, if at all. And the reason I think that is because my mother started having delusions, like some sort of dementia and hallucinations. They became bad enough to go to the hospital a year ago, but I was remembering that right after I found out about my brothers, she said something to me that was delusional. Oh, I remember what it is now because I had, this is my second recording of the same podcast because there was a noise. Now I remember what it is. My mother came up with a, how can I, how can I say, with, with an explanation of how I found out about my brothers that makes absolutely no sense and is impossible. I mean, absolutely no sense. The truth of it is, my brothers Googled my dad's name. I was attached to it. If you guys have ever looked someone up, you can see the relatives. And they called me. That's what happened. She made up a whole story that involved my ex's sister-in-law's aunt. Yes. Try to follow that 
train of thought. My ex-husband's sister-in-law, her aunt, being at the same nail salon as one of my brother's wives, who, if you had met her, you'd know, you'd look at her and go, she's never been to a nail salon in her life. She's just one of those women. She doesn't go to nail salons. And they spoke to each other. And I don't, I, I don't even know, to be completely honest, what the situation, how it would have gotten back to me. First of all, I don't talk to my ex's family at all. So that's not even possible that I would have found out that. But she made up, a, just to make a long story short, which is already long, um, she, there was a delusion there. So she was having issues way back when I first found out, you know, in 2017, that I had brothers. This month, in April of 2017. April, had um, I've had some few things happen to me in April that... Uh, I talked about my narcissistic boss. I quit in April of 2012, and then I found out in April of 2017 about my brothers. This, this month is tricky and scary for me because I think is everything, anything bad is going to happen. It's going to happen now. And I just realized I'm getting my first COVID vaccine on Saturday. I'm getting the first shot on Saturday. All right. Well, I have to not think that way. That's kind of magical thinking. I mean, things, those are coincidences. That doesn't mean it's going to happen again. (sighs) Okay. So, What I want you to come away with from this podcast is things may happen to you right away that you didn't expect that people are going to surprise you both good and bad ways, but there's always that chance that the person is going to see the truth, is going to see through the narcissist because they can't hold up that facade forever. And I'm going to end there. And guys, I love you very much. And if you're struggling, please look for a therapist. Search for a therapist. Go to Psychology Today or BetterHelp. And make sure that they know about childhood trauma. And about narcissism. Because you don't want a therapist that has no idea what they're talking about. And it makes it worse. Alright guys, I love you. And until next time.